The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick, the editor for thevikingage.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. I am joined by my host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as zone coverage. Bring me the news and the Brookings Register. I always question myself, right? Brookings, Re- Brookings Register? You got it yeah. right. All right. Yeah, I, and, I always... and part-time page designer at the Brookings Register. There we go. There we go. There so, we go. Um, just a just yeah. a jack of all trades. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video. Greatly appreciate you do that. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, also this version, this podcast is available uh, in the audio version on uh, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Go check that out. All right. It's been a while um, since I had a little, little trivia to start, start, start to figure it out. Get some draft related because I found this out when I was writing something yesterday. So the Vikings had six selections in this year's NFL draft. Their lowest quite a long time. Uh, Rick Spielman known for having uh, 19 picks per year uh, during his, his tenure. No, more closer to 10, but around there. Um, do you know when the last time was that the Vikings had fewer than six picks in an NFL draft. Um, gosh, I want to say 2013 because they traded up a whole bunch. Is it 2013? Nope. Uh, they wound up. They wound up with three firsts, but it is um, not. It is not in the 2010. Oh, it's not in the 2010s. No, it's Brad Childress era, though, right? Yeah. Mm, 2006. Ooh, close. Uh, they did have. They only. They only had six that year, but um, in 2009 they had five. Um. Another question. Do you remember who their top pick was in 2009? He won Rookie of the Year. Oh, Percy Harvin. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said Rookie of the Year, that threw me off because I was going to say Toby Gerhardt, but that was the next year. And I think yep. Cook was Tate Gerhardt. Yep. Yep. They had, two, they had two uh, second round picks. Why did they have? Why didn't they Down, have a first? Out of the first round. Oh, they did. They did. Okay. Yeah. They traded the out of the first. Coming. Yeah. Yep. They got Chris. Yeah. Well, Toby Gerhardt, who. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, great, great guy. He rushed for less than 2,000 yards in his entire career, um, which wasn't that long anyways. Um, but Everson Griffin was in that class, so he was the fourth-round pick for, for the Vikings in 2010. But in 2009, they only had five picks. They had actually a lot of them played for a good amount of snaps for the Vikings. They had Percy Harvin in the first round, obviously. He had some good years with the Vikings. Uh, Phil Lodeholt Phil uh, in the second round. Asher Allen in the third round. Jasper Brinkley in the fifth round and Jamarcus Sanford in the seventh. So four out of those five guys played uh, more than or at least 75 games. So seems like pretty good draft um, as far as you would take it. Contributors go. Yeah. If, if that's what the Vikings are going to get out of this year's class, I would sure take that. Um, I did see before we get started that the guy you just had in your podcast, Eric from NFL. Eric uh, at home. Yes. Yes. Not a fan. Of uh, <laughs> the Vikings draft class this year, what do you give him a D plus? And uh, that's the worst grade of any team in the NFL in the draft that he gave. 
He seemed so optimistic when he was on my show too. I, you know, he, he, I don't know if he was just trying to be nice, but I mean, you could see it both ways because the way Eric had talked, he had said, you know, this is a class that's going to pay future dividends. Like it's all about the, they wanted them to contribute now, but like two or three years, like they're going to be full contributors. Right. I don't know. I, I, I think a D it's, plus it's a is, class. Yeah, I think a D plus is a little harsh though. Right after the draft, like you just you really don't know. So he must have really not like. Go back and read the 2020 grades. I did. Like, there is there is a football did, outsiders report card. He didn't. He um, didn't like Justin Herbert. Um, yeah. I I went back and found his Yahoo article, his draft grades. He he said his least favorite pick of the Chargers was Justin Herbert. He gave them a C minus or something. He gave the Eagles a C, and he said his favorite pick was Jalen Rager. And his least favorite pick was Jalen Hurts. So like, but but I mean that's every guy. But it is. We're, we sound like we're just trying. Eric's awesome, by the way. I want to get that no. out there yeah. because he's he helped me with an article on Tucker Craft, who now plays yeah. for the Packers. Uh, and he uh, and you know we kind of talk back and forth. I'm like, let's get you on the show, and that's why I want him on because yeah. I wanted to see how national people like this class. Because you ask anybody with the Vikings, they're just going to be like, oh yeah, I, love this guy. I watch this guy on YouTube, like the Just Bombs productions, like mm-hmm. rap never gave me a scholarship. Oh, no. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then it's like the techno, like Sandstorm remix, like, <laughs> and then like, you know, oh, it's like, yeah. Yeah, anyway, no, he's, he's, that was off the rails. I, w- I said this, I wrote an article about it and I said it in the article, like he's, you know, one of the most knowledgeable draft minds out there and just, you know, draft grades are hard and people get things wrong all the time. Look at Mel Kuyper. He's been in the game for 40 years. He gets a lot of things wrong. Um, but that doesn't like mean you know any less about the draft. Mock drafts and draft grades are just crap. They really are. I also um, question Mel Kuyper's breakfast choices, but that's another conversation. Pumpkin pie, no crust. Uses 12 cans of whip, whipped cream a week. Goes through like two or three whole pumpkin pies. You know and what he it's does? Cans. Do you know what it's he does? Cans. With... It's not even the good stuff. No, do you know what he does with his pizza too? I don't want. He know. takes the cheese off and oh. dips the pizza in mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh my. What? Yeah. He's a. He's. If he wasn't that's a not guy, I'd believe. He, is he's what like, it is. He's like a. He could be like a serial. Killer. Um. Moving on. Um. <laughs> Adam Thielen. He's been going around. He's what? from Minnesota. Podcast. Yeah. He's been uh, promoting a. Uh, Hot dog brand, Ambassador Hot Dogs, a couple podcasts, get getting the name out there. Apparently, he's got a sponsorship with them, seems like. Probably gets a bunch of free hot dogs. Good for him, because, you know, he can't afford them anyways. Um, so, he um, went on a bunch of podcasts. He went on, I want to say, he went, where did he go? He went on The Scoop with Doogie. He went on Purple Insider uh, with Matthew Collar. And he went on Star Tribune's Daily Delivery. And he might have gone somewhere else. Um, but on the Star Tribune podcast daily delivery with michael rand um he was asked about you know kind of like how things kind of went down as far as his departure from the vikings and how that kind of happened um so his response was was quote i like to think there's two sides of it it was a bummer i didn't want to leave minnesota i wanted to end my career there obviously that would be the perfect fairy tale way to do it right but that's not reality and then he went on to say i don't think there was ever a point where i was unhappy uh with what i was doing with the Vikings, you know, last season, it was just pretty clear that they had a different vision for me than maybe I had uh, for a way that I could help the team win games. There wasn't a wrong thing. There wasn't disrespect on either side. I just think um, it was just time for both sides to move on, end quote. Uh, Chris, was this 
quote, different vision the Vikings had for Thielen related more to usage on the field or his bank. Tell me you weren't happy with your role without actually telling me you weren't happy about your role. Um, That quote kind of goes both ways. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I just got to be okay. So I am like unhinged today. I just want everybody to know that I got my Roman Reigns wreck everyone and leave shirt on because I got home from the gym and I was just like unhinged and I saw it. I'm like, perfect, perfect shirt for today's podcast. It'll work out because I don't know when I first heard that Adam Thielen was going around doing this media turn to uh, tour or whatever again. I, I just channeled my inner Roman Reigns. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. You didn't like your role. Got it. Go away. Go away forever. <laughs> Go away. No, it just you can come back, and, and you know we'll we'll put your number in the ring of honor. We can have you. Everybody's there. He's from Minnesota. Did you hear he's from Minnesota? Yeah. Like, but mother of bleep. Like, I, I I'm just tired of it. I, I'm tired. Of, and, and and you know what? If he wanted more passes to get thrown his way, that's fine. Then that's totally fine. This is Minnesota passive aggressive. Like I, I, you know, they just had a different vision for me. Like we've been doing this since January where his, his family member started putting posts on Instagram. Like we are leaving Minnesota. Well, he went on I, first I, take too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then he, then he goes on first. I was about to get that. He's on Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's like, they're trying to do stuff to my contract guys, like everything. And like, you went on Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee's like, yeah, Adam. Yeah. You're the number one receiver, man. Yeah. You ever thought about pairing up with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. You used to read some of his books, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm tired of this. Like, it's fine. He's gone. It's okay. Like, I hope he and everybody else is as happy as can be catching passes from Andy Dalton in Carolina, like he said he was going to. Um, Andy Dalton also is QB1 in Carolina right now and not Bryce Young. So that is something interesting. For now. Just, I, um, I, I'm, like, flustered about this because <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just I, I'm, I am tired. I am tired. I will put it that way. Just, I don't know. I am focused on who is here. I am focused on Justin Jefferson. I am focused on Jordan Addison. I am focused on KJ Osborne, who I think we'll talk about in a little bit. Like that is it. That is the future. If you didn't want to be here, that that's totally fine. Get it. Like everybody wants to contribute. Everybody wants to play. But I mean, this tour, and I I get that the main thing of this tour was not to go around and get in front of everything. It was to sell hot dogs, which I am pretty sure Adam Thielen has not eaten a hot dog in the past five years. But hey, if they're willing to pay you and your kids like hot dogs, why the hell not? Right. right. Yeah, I, I I am tired. I'm tired. <laughs> well, at first when I saw he was on like the Star Tribune podcast, I was like, oh, nice get. Like maybe he'll actually say some some things. Cause it's not a Vikings.com podcast. And he'll actually like say some actual things with, you know, context or 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 actual stuff to to be interesting um but then i saw that he was on a bunch of other podcasts i'm like oh okay okay this is like this is this is all calculated this is all planned like if you listen to one of his appearances you listen to all of them because he basically said the same thing about oh i love minnesota i wanted to be there i wanted to retire viking blah 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 blah. um and then you know like somebody who didn't but (laughs) things just just didn't work out um and you know i remember you know what his wife said about like how he wanted to be able to prove himself and, and get better opportunities or something along that line. Sorry if I'm misquoting her or whatever. Not really. um, she's but- like, she's like Adam Thielen without the filter, right? 
Like there's yeah. Adam Thielen whose damage control I have to be in that locker room yeah. possibly. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, I wasn't unhappy with my role, whatever. And his wife's like, yeah, he was pissed. Like, it, and I, think I she know knew. that's not exactly what she said, but I mean, no. he's pissed. He wants to catch more passes. He thinks he has more, you know, yeah, that, and I, that's I, basically what it is. I think she knew that things were pretty much over yeah. when she said those things. I don't think she would have said those things if, yeah. if she didn't think that he was coming back because that would have been awkward. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, and then the things that he's saying, like, you know, they had a different vision for me and everything. I'm like, well, what was the vision? You had second most targets. Uh, what are they not? not what are they going to do? Not give the ball to Justin Jefferson? I know he praised Justin Jefferson a lot. Like, he should get paid whatever amount, you know, they give him. But like, what did you want him to do? Like, they, yeah. you couldn't get open. You can't get open anymore, man. You're, you're old. Like, you can still catch the ball, but like, you struggled to get open. That's why they traded for TJ Hawkinson. That's why they, you know, went to KJ Osborne more because you couldn't get open. And that's why they let you go. And that's why they replaced you with a younger version of you who is a great route runner who's faster, who can get open because you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's going to Carolina where he's not going to be the number one target. They got DJ, DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders, like all these guys that are going to be targets in their offense. I know these aren't like huge names or anything. <laughs> he could beat out DJ Chark. I, I will yeah, I but, will say that. It would not surprise me to see Adam Thielen put up a thousand yards. Oh, for sure. But I'm saying like he's not going to yeah. be the, the, you know, the Justin Jefferson of, of the Panthers offense. I, I, I don't think so. I, especially with Frank Reich, who likes to run the ball. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, he's going to, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, he could get a thousand next year and make, have a breakout year. And I'm like, yeah, he could, but he hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2018. And he's been the number one or number two guy. He's been Kirk's favorite target since like the middle of last season. So like, it's not like he hasn't gotten opportunities to make plays. He just he can't do it anymore. Um, and I think there have been times yeah. I've watched and been like, I think he likes throwing to Thielen more than he does yes. Jefferson, like especially in the red zone. It's like, where's 19? Where's 19? Which is, Where, okay. He's perfect for the red zone because he can get he, he yeah. can get open in short spaces. But if if the field spread out, teams have no problem keep, keep, keeping him covered. But if he's in a short space, like 10 yard line, 15 yard line, fine. You can use him that way. Other than that, though, like, I, I don't know what he expects. Like, I, he's going to obviously he's going to come on and be like, I'm in the best shape of my life and all that stuff. We're going to handle all the same things. Uh, I'm ready to roll. I, you know, this team, I've, I think we can beat for championship this year. It's, yeah, he's, he's going to say all those things. So we should just pre- prepare ourselves now. Prepare ourselves now. Um, just a question on, on this before we still get out of here. Before we get out of here. Um, who will have the better PFF grade in 2023? Thielen or... Oh, you want you want to say something else before you do this? No, 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 no. Go Can't ahead. I, I'm yes, and I'm glad you're asking this question because that is my article for zone like coverage it. tomorrow. Because Adam Thielen said something very interesting yeah, yeah. on yeah. the Purple Insider podcast where Matthew Collar asked him, Hey, what did the media get wrong while you were here? And you know, you could maybe see Adam Thielen go on there like, I'm not washed. I I gotta yeah. play a game left, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do that. He basically pumped up KJ Osborne and said, yeah, he said he's a good teammate. A lot of people have said that. He also said that he thinks that KJ Osborne could be a wide receiver one in the league. And I started thinking about that a little bit. Like you and I have said this before. Like, I don't think anybody wants to slam KJ Osborne because I think he's a very solid. There's one person in third receiver. Yeah. The, the junior reporter, um, (laughs) that shall remain nameless, but, I, I mean, in Kevin O'Connell's offense, I, I I think that Jordan Addison's a better fit for the role 
than KJ Osborne because yeah. Alec Lewis noted this all the way back in December when KJ Osborne didn't have a lot of stats. I think it was right before the Detroit game that the Cooper Cup role, uh, which has been trademarked by Sean McVay's offense, Cooper Cup not only was a big time receiver, he was a big time run blocker. Yep. And you obviously don't want to have Justin Jefferson run blocking all the time yep. because Vikings fans would literally burn yep. down the city. Um, like they've had to use KJ Osborne in that running run blocking role and it's limited his opportunities. So his opportunities don't come. So really then a matter of more opportunities, it's getting the most out of those opportunities. You saw that against the Colts where KJ Osborne exploded for 10 catches for 150 some yards. The Lions too. I, in overtime, what's the Lions too, he, he caught the game yeah. running catch in overtime, right? Yeah. Or the, I think that was late in the fourth quarter. I was at that game. Overtime? No. I thought it was, oh, I thought, oh, and, and last year, yeah, the, pa- the first the Panthers game was overtime. You're thinking of the Panthers yeah. game. You're, your brain's stuck yeah, on yeah. Carolina. Adam Thielen did that yeah. too. But, but I mean, you look at Addison, he's a great route runner. He's a yards per route run machine yeah. at USC and Pitt. KJ Osborne has never been that yards per route run guy. But if you have Justin Jefferson on one side, you have Jordan Addison on the other, and Addison is effective, that opens things up. I mean, they're going to – defenses are going to be like, let's stop those guys, and K.J. Osborne's going to be like, I'm open. Hopefully. And Kirk will find – yes, hopefully he's open. Hopefully Kirk finds him. And I don't think K.J. Osborne's going to put up 1,000 yards in this offense, but he could do what Van Jefferson did a couple years ago with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham sliding in there. He had 800 yards and I think it was seven touchdowns. That's a pretty good year. So I think that, you know, maybe wide receiver one's a little bit exaggerating, but I think that K.J. Osborne hasn't shown the type of receiver that he could be. Now, to answer your question, who will have the biggest PFF grade? Man, I I just think Thielen will have more opportunities, but that's fair. If Osborne is more efficient, he'll have the higher PFF. I didn't realize KJ Osborne. So I think that will happen. I didn't realize he's almost 26 already. He seems yeah. kind of old. He he was 23 when he came yeah. to the league because yep. he was a grad transfer yep. at Miami. Yep. Um, so on KJ Osborne, I did I wrote something about him yesterday because uh, the NFL's like Twitter account decided not include him in the graphic. They're like these three teams improved improved their receiver receiving core in the draft, and it was like the Vikings with Jordan Addison, Chargers. Um, with uh the kid from TCU Quentin Johnston yep. um and then the Seahawks with uh Jackson Smith and Jigba um and they all had three in them except for the Vikings which only <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and like um hey Jasmine's good enough to be in there like um and i i checked it out yesterday since 2020 i think there's been 98 receivers drafted kj osborne is one of 11 of those receivers who have had who has had at least 110 catches and 1300 yards in the last three years so he's he's a he's and you would, he's able to be the number three in that graphic so and you would take that yeah. and he was what a fifth round pick um who had who, who didn't get a single snap as a rookie, that might, you know, they might, uh, might have needed his help a little bit as a rookie and not just have him re- return punts, which clearly wasn't the strengthest. But, um, you said Thielen for PFF grade, probably higher because he's going to get more opportunities. <sighs> PFF, I, I pick I think, PFF grade because I think that's because I think if you just go by stats, I think it's easy to pick because, yeah, he's going to have targets. But, like, I want PFF grade because I feel like that's more based on overall. How about we, how about we do this? I think. KJ Osborne will have more yards per route and run than right. Adam Thielen will. Cram yeah, will have more yards per route run than Adam Thielen. But but that's a metric I like because yeah, it, it how how much are you running a route and how many yards are you getting yeah. when you get run that route? Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate and go with uh, KJ Osborne because I just think Adam Thielen's going to learn a completely new offense. going to have a completely new quarterback. Um, you know, is he going to stay healthy? KJ Osborne can stay in the same. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offense for first time in his career. Same quarterback. More help in the offense to help him get open. So I think he's got some some things in his favor to have a productive year. I think, was he? Is next year a contract year? No, he's got two two years left because he was 20. No, no, no. Next year is contract year because he was drafted 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something to keep in mind, too. Contract year guys are uh, usually pretty good because they want to make that money in the, the next year. How about this for a bold prediction? Do the Carolina Panthers sign KJ Osborne oh, next year? Oh, boy. Loading up. Guys, Loading he's up. a wide receiver Super one. Bowl. He's a wide receiver one. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'd be like, thanks, Adam. You know, I'm, I'm receiver one now. You said I could do it. So here I am. <laughs> like the Dwight and Angela meme. Sweet. Adam Thielen, wide receiver one. <laughs> AJ Osborne. Hey, well, where'd you come? <laughs> um, switching over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think we've all assumed that Zedarius Smith isn't coming back. Um, just mostly because, mostly because he put out a, a goodbye message in March or February. I can't remember when it was exactly. But he's just like, "Thanks, Minnesota. It was a great time." And everyone's like, and "The Vikings are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing?" doing? <laughs> and he's like, "What?" <laughs> Are you breaking up with yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's still under contract with the Vikings. Uh, there's been plenty of reports that the Vikings are listening to trade offers and stuff or whatever. Um, but on the latest scoop with Doogie episode uh, on uh, Score North's network, KSTP's Darren Wilson revealed the following about Darius Smith. They, he said the Vikings would like him to be in Minnesota. Uh, he would like more money. Uh, he hasn't been in town for workouts. He would welcome his release or a trade. And then Doogie said that he thinks there's still some massaging that can happen there. And that Brian Flores would love to have Zedaria Smith on Minnesota's defense. Uh, how big of a priority is bringing Smith back for the Vikings? You think? Well, I think you have a big drop off between Smith and uh, Patrick I almost Jones. call him Sheldon Richards. No, not Patrick. Jones. Davenport. Who's that? Marcus Davenport, uh, who they signed in free yep. agency. I, I think there's a big drop off there. And if you trade Smith, I, there, there's a couple of things that are like problematic here. First, 
if the Vikings trade Smith, that team has to rework its deal. That was according to Albert Breer. Albert Breer also said during the draft that teams would have to give up 2024 draft picks for him now. Yep. And that nobody wants to do that because this draft class apparently is just unbelievably loaded. <laughs> every, every round, every, every pick, every round, future pro bowler. No, but I but I mean, there's just more buzz oh, behind yeah. it. Like guys don't want to trade their picks. So like the team that would uh, the team that would trade for Smith, you're seeing the same thing with Dalvin Cook. They're saying, no, we wouldn't give you like a higher pick for Zadarius right. Smith because we have to pay him. We have to give up draft capital and this draft everybody loves. So it, it's really it's like, why not just keep him at that point? Why not just give him the money? If you have the cap space to yeah. do it, just go, hey, man, we'll raise your base. We'll give you a bonus, something. And I'm sure Zadarius, like you also run into a problem here, though, if you do that, because Zadarius Smith kind of did that in Green Bay, I think a couple years ago. And then, like, he played one game, and he's like, ah, back screwed. And he didn't play again until the divisional round of the playoffs. Now, the Vikings are have insurance for that yeah. with Davenport right. signing here. But I, I think that Smith, you, you know, really care. It, it, you know, it's it's a fickle situation, I guess, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm curious to see because obviously they're going to sign Justin Jefferson to an extension. They're probably going to sign TJ Hawkinson to an extension. Who knows what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins? Something could still happen with that. Um, they need money to to do that. Um, and I think they're going to get some from when, whatever they do with Delvin Cook. They're going to clear up some space with that. I think if they need to clear up some more cap space, Adarius Smith's probably just going to be gone. Um, and I think it, I don't know. It, it is weird because you would love to have Daniil Hunter. That's another extension they got to do. They need money for that. I didn't even think of that. Um, you would love to have Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport and Darius Smith as your pass rushers in your defense. Obvious. But you already you paid Davenport what thirteen million? That's that's mm-hmm. basically what Zadarius Smith is making right now. Um, so you're gonna go turn around and pay Zadarius Smith more money and then split snaps between those guys? Um, so I, I don't even know if it would work. Like how that would, would even work on a on a playing time scale. Um, I know Flores would love to just have them all on the field at once, but you know you gotta. It's not too logical to really do that. It can happen. It's it would be easier if Davenport was like on a rookie contract still, I feel like, but he's not. He would they signed him to Has Davenport played defensive end, like a down lineman too, though? I yeah, feel he, like he has. He, he hasn't stood up. Like he's been a down he's been on a, a three point stance or whatever, hand in the dirt guy like his whole career. And he's had a couple of there's been times where he's stood up and done well, but like this will be like his first standing up official role if he does that because he's been a defensive end his whole career now he's a outside linebacker technically so i don't know i just think there's too much money that you can clear up by getting rid of zadarius smith maybe you can clear that up by adding void year but like how many times are you gonna add void years to guys contracts i don't know it's it's a weird situation and maybe the vikings are just waiting for june 1st to be like okay nobody wants to trade for you we're just gonna let you go and he's and zadarius smith's gonna realize <laughs> He's not going to make uh, as much money on the open market that he's probably going to make uh, just staying put with the Vikings. Uh, he would have made more maybe in free agency earlier this year, but uh, I don't think so anymore. Um, so Zadarius Smith, if he is gone, he would rank in the pro football reference approximate value metric. He would finish with the third highest uh, pro football reference approximate value for a player who only spent one season with the Vikings. Do you know? who the two players are that finished with higher approximate values in their loan seasons with the Vikings. I was going to say Brett Favre, but he played two seasons played two. with the Vikings. So that wouldn't fall in there. Um, 
trying to think who are one hit wonders with the Vikings. Were any of them, were they all free agent signings? Yes. They would have to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Both quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks. Both Warren Moon was here for two years. He was here for three, I think. Was he here for three? Was Jeff George? There's one of them. Yep. He's okay. Second. Okay. I have to right think there. it was the Dennis Green nope. quarterback here. And oh, was this one? Right there. It's recent. Recent. Oh, Case Keenum. Yeah. Ah. He's had he had the best single season of a Vikings player in one year. Who only spent one year with it. I think he had a 14 approximate value for pro football reference, which is very high if you're familiar with, with that metric. Um so yeah, Case Keenum, Jeff George, who was a what, ninety eight, he came in midway. Ninety nine and he came in yep. midway and they lost to the Rams in the playoffs. Um and then Zedaria Smith is third. So he played well. And some of the other ones were like I think it was like Corn Robinson. Uh, it's just like some random running backs and stuff. Uh, Mike Wallace was in there like at the bottom. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't happen often. But sometimes guys come in, play really well, they go somewhere else. Uh, it could be the case for Zadarius Smith. So uh, our last topic, we'll kind of uh, look back at some of the picks the Vikings made uh, in the draft. I, I published an article on the Vikings today called you know, Three Picks That the Vikings Got Right and uh, you know, Two That They Got Two that they will probably regret. And I based this on uh, Arif Hassan of Pro Football Networks, his consensus board that he put together. That's, you know, consists of like all the draft industry experts' opinions and and big boards and mock drafts. And based on that, I, I came up with my uh, people for each, each choice. But I just want to ask you, which 2023 draft pick do you think the Vikings got right out, out of the six that they made this year? Um, see, this is this is where the page design comes in because I thought about this, but I haven't thought about this hard enough. I think the best pick they made was Dwayne McBride. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly do because I think you need to get younger, you need to get cheaper at running back, and Dalvin Cook was not effective. I don't care if it was a shoulder injury that he chose not to get fixed for two or three years like his agent is kind of grandstanding about right now um Dwayne McBride is a Dwayne McBride is a running back that is excels at yards after contact if he can get the passing game down I think he'll be very good plus you know it, it's the running back by committee. I mean, everybody, everybody talks about finding your Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Everybody now is trying to find their Isaiah Pacheco because the chiefs got him in the seventh right. round. And he, he's like one of the top running backs. I, I wouldn't say top running backs in the league. He's the top 10 back, but you're paying him like $500,000 or whatever it is. Like yeah. that, that, that's basically it. So I think that if there's one pick they got right, it's Dwayne McBride late. Although I would here a case, obviously, for Jordan Addison in the first round. But I think that was the best value pick the Vikings had in the draft. It definitely was. Uh, I, even on the scale that the cons- the consensus board pick scaled, because um, McBride was, I think he was, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He was 139th on the consensus pick board, which is a fifth round pick. Um, and the Vikings selected him with a 222nd pick in the seventh round. So they, the Vikings had two fifth round picks. I don't think they had a pick in the sixth round. And they were probably like, McBride's not going to be there. He's going to be gone by the time we get there. We came there pick and they're like, okay, we're going to take him because we didn't expect him to be there. And yeah, he, I think he was third or second in the nation in rushing last year. He averaged like 7.4 yards a carry. That wasn't like a fluke year thing too, because the year before he had 1300 yards and he averaged like 6.9 yards a carry too. So he, he gains lots of yards. He's not a he's not, he's not a Leroy Horde kind of guy. He's going to get to yards uh, when he gets the ball in his hands. So 
I'll be. I, I like that pick a lot too. I think they got a lot of good value out of that. Uh, of course, I'll go with Jordan Addison because I think his consensus big board ranking was like twenty third, and the Vikings got or twenty fourth, and the Vikings got him at at twenty third. So it's right on the dot, right, right where everyone thought he was going to go. Um, so that that just that shows you that the Vikings made the right decision according to the draft text. Um, I I just think he's going to be a good fit for for the Vikings as well because he's he's a great route runner. Um, he'll be able to complement uh, Justin Jefferson really well. I think. Um, what's his name? Uh, that guy who's the head coach of the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> won't be able to. We're both. We're both. Be able to, I, all I still got like I got Puerto Rico brain in my. I got Bad Bunny playing in my head. Like just you've been blasting Chambay oh, since uh, I've watched Saturday. that intro so many times. Just, it is so uh, I like <laughs> I, I don't even listen to like, no. I don't know music, what he's but, saying. Like, everybody knew the words. Everybody would yeah. say the words of like. This rule. I, I looked at the songs like five <laughs> years old, and Ric Flair's like yeah. in the video or whatever. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, but I, I've been listening to that and uh, Booker T by him a lot too. Um, yes, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but back to football, not Puerto Rico, not backlash <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Um, but yeah, I think I think Jordan Addison. I feel like he's it's it's the first round pick, but sometimes first round picks aren't like a guarantee. And I think you can look at someone like Jordan Addison and, and Laquan Treadwell. I think Jordan, Jordan Addison's chances of success are much higher than Laquan Treadwell's are, um, especially in this Kevin O'Connell offense. So I think, I think the Vikings will get that right. Which pick do you think the Vikings will regret the most when looking back in a couple of years? So our friend Eric Edholm said it would be Makai Blackman. He was not a big Blackman fan. Um, I'm not so sure about, I, I mean, that could blow up in their face right. just because he is a little bit older. Uh, he didn't do too well at Colorado, but he was also in a very bad system yeah. there. I think the one pick that could kind of blow up in their face is Jay Ward, the corner yeah. out of LSU. He's kind of a guy that can play a lot of positions, but is he a jack of all trades or a master of none? If he can lock down that slot corner position, which has been a problem for the Vikings this year, I think that it would be huge for this defense. The problem is he he hasn't played it full time, so there's going to be a learning curve there. So I would go with Jay Ward. I'd also heard here uh, Jay. Uh, J- How do Jaquelin. you say Jaquelin? Jaquelin. 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 A A Ron. J Roy. My guy yeah. J Roy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he could also be it too, because he was a guy that was regarded. He, he he's kind of like the, um, Wyatt Davis of the uh, defensive uh, line. When you think don't about put it. that on him. That was a guy, that was a guy don't who was a first round pick. And then all of a sudden he don't was there in the later rounds. And although Wyatt Davis had a more like free, bigger free fall yeah. than Roy did. Cause Roy's happened over the course of the year. Davis has happened in the course, of like three months. Like yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this guy. Can't Justin play. Fields made him look very good. That he did. Uh, I, that I'm going to go did. with Makai uh, Blackman. I agree with Eric uh, on this one. Because um, looking at looking at the consensus board doing this last night, it made me realize like how big of a reach it was for the Vikings because the big board rated him as a six-round pick, and the Vikings got him in the third round. Um, it was the very last pick of the third round, so you could still say, you could be like, oh, it's basically a fourth-round pick. Okay, fine. It's still two rounds earlier than anyone thought he probably should go. Um, and you look at his PFF grades, and he's he's great in man coverage, he's great in zone coverage or whatever. Had good PFF grades, but he's small. He's like the same size as Jordan Addison. Um, and he had to make up for that by being aggressive in college, and that led to him getting flagged seven times, uh, penalties last season. And getting flagged seven times in college—that's like fourteen times in the NFL because you are not allowed 
21 if you're yeah, playing you are Max. not allowed to touch anybody uh, i don't know not anymore Aaron Rodgers in there. <laughs> yeah so, uh, you're right we'll, we'll, we'll see who, who's getting those i think kirk cousins might be getting those calls now uh in those games so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes um but but blackman i think like everyone's just penciled him in as like he's gonna be a day one starter and everything he's got talent but like yeah. but he's got things that could go against him as well like his, his, his size and his you know aggressiveness um so like and the vikings want they want andrew booth jr to play they want caleb evans to play so like they don't need to be in a rush to, to get um you know uh makai blackman out there i know he fits flores scheme or whatever but like go with the guys that are not gonna because because he could be great as a run you know stuffer he could be great in man coverage but if he draws a flag and the other team gets you know goal to go situation who cares if he was great in man coverage? Doesn't matter. Um, so that reminds me of like Xavier Rhodes, his first year. He just, I think he had like 11 penalties or something his first year. It was rough. <laughs> and, and then they put, I then they put like the boxing gloves on him during the, during training camp. <laughs> and, uh, he figured, he figured it out thanks to Mike. Mike. Maybe they got to bring, maybe they'll bring Mike Zimmer back as a senior defensive consultant, you know, cause the Broncos brought back, uh, what's his name? Van Joseph. So, uh, no, probably not. Um, it would be like, uh, the scene in Dumb and Dumber where they run into sea bass in the bathroom stall. Like Kirk is just sitting there. All of a sudden, like the door kicks open. Mike Zimmer's just standing there. No, it would be, <laughs> it would be, I think Brian Flores will probably be gone within a year, a year or two. And, I feel like there's going to be some people who are like, why don't they bring Mike Zimmer back? Like, he's not going to go anywhere. He's old, but I don't, I don't know. He probably doesn't want to come back no, here. He's either, got, the way he's it got enough. I think his con. I think I don't think, I think his contract runs for like another year. Um, so he doesn't have to worry. He's not worry, have to worry about money or anything. But uh, did he accept the DC job at Colorado, or did he? I don't just know. Decide. <laughs> Everyone's leaving there, so Is I don't he know. Just, <laughs> Is he just on the bat phone for Dion? Just like, yeah, I don't. Yo, Coach Sim, what do I do about these corners, man? I don't, I don't know what's going on with Dion. Something. It's uh, they're selling a lot of tickets. I'll give them that. They're selling selling a lot of tickets. So that's that's what the university wants. By the polls, uh, might not move. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, Makai Blackman. Like I know a lot of people are high on him. Like he's a steal, and I'm like. Like especially PFF, of course PFF's high on him because they did. He did great with their metrics. Of course they're gonna be like, he was great. Um, but so I just would like to put the caution flag out there for for him because sometimes we get excited about these. We just look at PFF grades. We're like, oh, he's gonna be awesome. Like, eh, let's 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 see how he does in training camp and everything against guys that are you know thirty pounds heavier than him. Um, because receivers put him against uh what DK Metcalf can throw him around like a rag. Um, so let's not. Let's, let's let's wait a minute on him. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. The schedule will be released uh, on Thursday. Uh, so we'll have to figure out what we're doing for that because uh, it's going to be released like at this time on Thursday. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a little live reaction or something like that. Um, but the schedule will be released. No, I did see some of the... Like yeah. six- 15 to 7 yeah it's like yeah waiting I, on that schedule to drop <laughs> waiting on that schedule to drop i will uh <laughs> i know there's some new rules too like there's gonna be a black friday game you can teams can play twice on thursdays which is not cool um there's some and the and the games aren't restricted like cage. yeah yeah dan campbell is gonna go on he's he'll be first uh in there be like who's all right who wants to over the rest Dan, Dan Campbell and Pete Carroll, they'll be first in the steel cage. Pete Carroll will take his shirt off. So, um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. It's always fun to see the schedule because you're just like, all right, getting close to the season. Um, first game of the year, I think it's probably going to be Packers. I just think they'll, they'll figure out a way to here make or it there. People, oh, here. They feel like it would be. They always there. have to go to the Packers when it's cold. Nah, 
I, I would like that. But, I like but going, we've hosted I would, the Packers on week one, like two of the past three years. Right. So, so I think we'd go yeah. there. Um, right that would back. be fine, too. I, I like when they go yeah. to Green Bay earlier in the season because it's not cold and Kirk Cousins doesn't get flustered. Um, and they don't, they're not slipping because they decided to wear different cleats than what everyone told them. Uh, I, can't put the co- I can't put the logos on them, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry that they're functional. This look, but they don't look <laughs> they don't look great. Sorry, guys. Uh all right, let's get out of here. Uh follow or, or subscribe to the YouTube page while you're while you're on here if you're watching on YouTube. Like like the uh the video, uh follow Vikings on Twitter and Facebook, and then uh, the audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your uh, your podcast. So uh until next time on Thursday, Chris and I talk to you later.